What's up? What's up, y'all? Lee Boy here from the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Here with my co-host. You know, we got Prime in the building. He's the originator, the creator, the godfather of this thing we call nostalgia. At least I just gave him that crown. But uh, yeah, we're here to talk. Um, we, got, we got a little cool little episode today. In fact, uh, something that I've been trying to do. This is a genre that's been near and dear to my heart for a long time. And adult movie came out this week or, or, or just recently, um, Judas and the Black Messiah. So I wanted to talk about biopics in general and uh we both came with our top five prime you got your top five or what yeah i got my top five right i like biopics <laughs> so, so yeah i got, I got my, my top few i know you oh yeah i know you like biopics we didn't talk about a few so i'm willing to see or um actually anxious to see what type of uh crossover we have on our list because i know there should be at least at least one or two that we might think is in the top five so um in fact with that we can go ahead and just get started because we had our guy, Chauncey, Brian Chauncey Bass, a.k.a. Y'all should know him as Brian from all that. He was also in Hardball. He had the little the sideways headband. <laughs> he came on and talked about Judas and the Black Messiah with me. So uh, let's just get into that and then we'll get into our biopic conversation right here on the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm here with my guy Brian Chauncey Bass, aka looking like Lakeith. No, I'm playing. <laughs> look, we just said look by the end of the segment, you're gonna hear I look like Daniel, he looked like Lakeith, and we're gonna redo a whole scene. I like the scene um when mm, oh when, one when, when he go crazy. Yeah, when he was arguing by the car, when he told him, you ain't sure. ready. Look, Bill's trying sure. to tell uh, Fred that he ain't ready for the movement. And so, yeah, we might have to we might have to redo that. But, yeah, we talking Judas and the Black Messiah right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, revolutionary film. No pun intended. Mm. The one thing I, I didn't know, because I knew Fred, we knew he got killed. I didn't know he was 21. Did you know he was 21 years old? I didn't know he was 20. That is that is the craziest part. I, one of the craziest yeah. parts. Because my man they, was a baby, dog. They knew they had to take his ass out because he was way too intelligent to be 21, way too because oh. when you got them young legs under you, that's it's a different it's different when you could talk it and walk it. <laughs> he was never gonna stop. He was yeah, never man. gonna stop. He this man had rival gangs in Chicago at a ceasefire. Mm. For the sake of black unity. That's crazy. And then another look, another thing we learned was about that Rainbow Coalition, because we had heard of, I, well, I had heard yeah. about the term, but really, yeah. you know, his outreach and literally standing, you know, side by side with these people at yeah. rallies against the pigs. Look, yeah, that guy, that guy was ahead of his time. And, and that's, I think, you know, them killing, taking him out. And taking others out in the Black Panthers stripped away the narrative. It's, yeah. It stripped away what they was really, it stripped away because we heard about the schools, we heard about the lunches, we heard yep. we heard a little bit about the medical facilities, but like they was like shooting people up to um, to fight um, sickle cell in Oakland and all yeah. like next level stuff that literally embarrassed the government and they had to like improve what they was doing based yeah. on, you know, these so-called radicals um, you know, making revolutionary changes to the hood. It's just yeah, it's just wild the 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 reach though of the government and how they could just wipe all that away and just change the whole narrative. And yeah, then, man. That's why these movies are so important. That's why yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah is I mean, it's gonna be on the top biopics as far as revolutionaries, because this one right. it took a different 
it took a different stance like it really just put the government out there versus like oh we're gonna tell the story of the revolutionary no nah, this one was actually about the government's you know their will to just eradicate everything going on which is wow you know it's crazy i i had a i had a gripe in the beginning as a black man i was like yo i wish they would have let us know like what was on my man's mind like where was fred you know what i'm saying i want to know about fred i want to know about fred hampton but then i realized nah the movie is called judas and the black messiah for a reason they wanted to show us bill's struggle Mm -hmm. being a black man being a crook a bad crook and having to be in this situation where, all right, I'm about to go to jail. They put me with the Black Panthers. And then having his struggle, having to see that struggle, and Lakeith, of course, did an amazing job. That's my guy, yeah. Knowing, <laughs> yo, I'm, I love these people. I love this guy. This is like, I'm learning about, about the plight of the Black man and why I was in that situation in the first place. And like kind of forgetting, like, yo, I am a revolutionary. Yeah, we, yeah, we did it, y'all. But then having to wake up every day and look that white man in the face and remember I'm pretending. Look, yeah, because he was getting further and further with his revolutionary mind, with his practices yeah, and, and really believing in the struggle. And then every time, yeah. like you said, he got pulled back. And I just, why couldn't he just walk away? He was Yo, so scared, man. Town, bro. Like, what? I, I don't know. How come he couldn't tell the Panthers? He, I mean, no, he, could, he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't. That's no. what my wife was saying. It's because I mean, they would have. Yeah, it's because all the stories of, yeah, they would have bored his balls, look. <laughs> hey, hey, I probably, what, what would have I done? I don't know. Hopefully, I would have never been in that situation, but <laughs> I would you like to what? believe. But it's like. Five years in jail versus, like, taking down or or assisting in taking down the Black Panthers, the organization that's doing so much for your hood. I don't know, man. I would have, I would have. I would have probably said yes at first. Yeah, and you find a way out of it. Look, I got to. Yo, I'd have been like, I'm gonna yo, tell I, them immediately. Like, look, nah. Like, look. Anything you want me to do, no, look, look. You tell the cops when they hit you with the proposition. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. I got you. I got you. Right. As soon as you see the pants, like, look, they told right. me to do this. Now I'm a this is, agent. Yeah, this is what they got going on. I can yeah. whatever y'all need. Look, this is the wire. We can play this whole sure. thing. Look, we gonna play yeah. it. If y'all want me to leave no. right now, I'll leave. I'll never come back. But look, I'm out. My <laughs> man would have been a hero. He would have been a hero from the get, bro, if he did that. Oh, you got to be the double agent, man. The double agent. Ah. <laughs> but what, how that worked out for Eric Holder in the Nip situation? He would have just had to kill himself. Or... <laughs> Yo, he needed it, man. Oh, no, man. They... <laughs> he needed to kill himself, though. I ain't really going to lie. You should have let Nipsey go. pop you. Yeah, you should have let Nipsey hit you. And then right. just be like, look, they told me to do it. <laughs> Yo, fact. Man, like, they told me. <laughs> or just drop know, the gun. Man. Look, just come up and drop it. Like, oh, shit. Like, oh, I didn't even. Oh, <laughs> I didn't look, even. Look, y'all. Yeah, I need backup. Look. <laughs> <laughs> look, I would have. Hey, I can't be in jail, but I can't be. I can't be running for life either. Because, man, right. You seen what happened right. to Bill O'Neill. He ended up taking you. his life. Man. Taking and that last little. That last little, uh, I still gotta watch that interview, that or that documentary. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. It's on YouTube, so I gotta, I gotta catch it. But I seen it, it on is, a, a web or a YouTube page called Real, the Real Black or Black Real, spelled R E E L, R E E L, like a real. Man, that little that little clip infuriated me, and made me feel sorry. Like I've never felt 
so much empathy for somebody I disliked in a movie before. In a what? But it, it, but it, it's a real person. So I, to see that little last thing that they they asked him like how you how's your son? How was your son feel about all the mm. things he did? He didn't even say words. He couldn't even say, he couldn't even formulate a a a, a sentence. A Not a it wasn't a real yeah it wasn't a real thought yeah. Like, it, it was what? just an excuse. Well, at least I was there, nigga. What you talking about? Like what? <laughs> you was you was on. This is only a situation because you was there, bro. Right, right. Uh, what's crazy is when they burnt the joint down. That's what got me. When they burnt the joint down, and and Fred was in jail, and the Panthers was you know they were starting to like rally again. It was like yo, we can do this, uh, and they started to rebuild it. And he was the head of rebuilding the headquarters. Mm. I was like, bro, where are you in life right now? Where's your head at? Like, how do you really feel? You got to check in with yourself. And that's enough. That's the thing that we have to do as black men. We got to check in with ourselves. Cause yo, if you he did, had, yeah, if you're if doing the most, bro. The moment, yeah. Yeah. You're doing right? the most right there. If he had taken the moment to be like, yo, I'm doing the most. He could have been like, I, right, I, right, I, right. either, either now I got to just take that five years, take it. Cause like, what? Yeah. What was it? What is it worth? People are getting shot. Your man's got shot. It was her, it was Shorty getting shot with the dude. They got arrested. Homegirl was pregnant. If she didn't, if she decided not to, if she decided not to leave, we wouldn't even have a Fred Hampton Jr. If she was like, nah, give me the gun, and that's all on your head, Bill. <laughs> like that's all on your hands. Like come on. Hey, and Lakeith, he played the hell out of that character, man. He's one of my favorite um actors right now probably he's yeah. from san bernardino too i think that's why i look him oh. up to him he's like yeah near from this area where i where i stay so yeah that's why i think i relate to him so much but um because I, I loved him in i don't know if you ever seen sorry to bother me yes. sorry to bother you sorry yeah. to bother you yeah yep. that i love I, that I movie yeah. in atlanta i, I oh I, yeah I, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a gambino <laughs> fan i'm a donald glover fan so i'm watching anything he's doing mm-hmm. i watched the show i'm like yo this funny dude and i and then i started to get mad because people started to say that i look like the keep so sometimes i'll, I'll post a picture. <laughs> that's why i grew the locks out that was like the main reason i grew the locks out because they people started i'll post a picture on instagram they'd be like yo the keep i'll be like hell bro one time i performed i performed in la at this uh at this like little spoken word event and the, and the lady the, the lady that threw it she was like Give it up for Chauncey Bates looking like Lakeith. I was like, yo, ah, no, <laughs> nah, don't like not like that. But then, but then seeing like seeing his growth as an actor, seeing and, and as a person, he's a funny dude, he's woke, and you can't even hate the dude, bro. Well, look at you, Lakeith. I'm over here on my Daniel Kalua, you know what I'm saying? We could do yo, that. <laughs> we do the remake. We gotta do hey, the we remake. should low key do a scene, bro. That would be wild, bro. Because <laughs> hey, I do get that uh, every, every once in a while. They be like, you know, you look like that one actor. You, you can never, <laughs> yeah, get out. Get out. Uh, Black Panther, dude. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan? Nah, uh, you wasn't talking about him. Huh? Nah. <laughs> That's uh, we we got to do a side by side. Hey, bro. we low key. We got that coming. <laughs> And also, you know what? You did pause the episode really quick. I would be remiss without pausing uh, just to send a word of prayer to everybody in Texas, man, because they're going through it. Uh, we had um, black femininity, black femininity on the show 
in the past. She's in Texas and she was having issues. I, I've been in contact with her. So her also, I got family out there. Shout out to my cousin, Malaysia, Stacy, all y'all uh, in the, in the T Dallas area. Um, it's hitting the whole state. So we just want to send our prayers out to anyone. If you can help out, just look up charities. I seen a dope article on New York magazine. that had about 26 charities that you could uh, donate to that are local. So yeah, if you can do anything, you know, do what you can. Uh, although, you know, I don't know how much they, they need food out there. They need water. So there, there are those things, but man, that cold, I don't know how they could shake that. I'm just, you know, all we could do is pray at some point. Um, but yeah, sorry. I just wanted to take a, a moment out for that just because we've had some people that's been affected literally on this show. So man, prayers out to Texas folks. Yeah, y'all. Let's see what y'all can do. If y'all can't physically like give or donate or whatever, at least check on somebody and make sure check on pay. somebody. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad because I checked on my family. I, I hadn't <laughs> talked to in a long time, but I'm like, at least I'm going to just reach out. At least they know that I care at this time. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's just teaches a lesson to always, you know, just always stay up with your people. Just always stay up. But yeah, especially those in need. Uh, but you want to get into these, these biopics? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Let me see what you got, man. Cause I'm interested. I already know how, obviously I know my list, so I know where I'm starting. I'm going to see where you coming from. All right. I'm going to tell you most of these are of course music related, mm -hmm. but, um, my number five is Rocket Man, the story of Elton John, featuring a uh, Tagger Eaton. I think that's his name. Whatever, Tagger Eaton. Uh, yeah, I was not expecting this movie to be as good as it was, but um, it was actually very, very good. And this is like, like 2019, right? When it when it dropped, it's not too long ago. 18 or 19, yeah. Yeah, it's like very recent, but uh, just the the topics that they dove into. Or like some that probably Elton John himself probably didn't really talk about much until this movie. So yeah, it's a lot of that that I liked, and um, the songs were good. The recreation of the music videos were good. I enjoyed the whole thing. So uh, Rocket Man is my number five. Sure, sure. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but I did see it on a tons of uh, biopic lists. Um, I came at number five with Straight Out of Compton. Um, obviously this movie had a crazy budget change the world changed uh, hip hop biopics and we've seen tons uh, come after it because of this budget and in, in general um, straight out of Compton and, and its budget and its success around the world um, you know it changed a lot of things for the way people viewed hip hop stars and their uh, their ability to crush the box office and, and that's exactly what they did with this movie and and uh, N.W.A., although, you know, they are heralded as a great rap group, you don't look at like Ice Cube or Dr. Dre, like individually as huge stars that could like carry this movie or you hear their story and they're so influential that you got to go see it. But as N.W.A. as a whole, they did a hell of a job, including, um, you know, DJ Yella, MC Ren and uh, Easy e as well. And all those all the artists that they portrayed, they all did a great job. My buddy Aldis Hodges in that. And uh, yeah, I think that changed the landscape of black movies, at least in this decade. You know, every year there's a every decade there's a movie that does it. And I think, you know, Black Panther and N.W.A. were definitely um, straight out of Compton. Excuse me. were definitely on the bill f for that in this decade. So, yeah, that's that was my number five. Uh, should we keep going? We can keep going. The only I, I was going to put this on my list. The only reason why I didn't is because 
there are so many other biopics that um I would say made for TV that like they can dive more into stuff where sometimes when you do a biopic on like in the theaters it you kind of miss some things but it was still good nonetheless. Yeah, um, this is like the 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 Michael Bay of biopics, right? It's like huge huge like budget they had a huge like um performance venues um and so i just thought i think the budget is what made it end up on my list but i will agree like that you know th- there's some some things to be desired as far as the storytelling and the acting but in general it's it's pretty good in general okay okay uh my number four is actually this movie i love a lot which Honestly, this could almost make my number one, but it's, it's at my number four for right now, and it's called The Founder. Um, the Founder is about Ray Kroc and McDonald's and the... the oh, yeah, that was the, dope. the swindling of McDonald's, pretty much. Hey, no, that movie is dope. I, I would... I ain't mad at you for having that on your list. That was a dope movie. So, like, initially, I wouldn't even watch a movie called The Founder, but, like, I was like, it's Michael Keaton, and it's about McDonald's. I think the first time I seen it, I was like, okay, that's good. And then I watched it maybe six times all the way through. And then other times, of course, I watch it, I skip through, but probably watched it all the way through six times. And it's just a good story. And uh, I never really, I never really want McDonald's, but after I seen it the first time, I was like, maybe I should try McDonald's. So, wait, I you never, mean, I never, you never, uh, you never tried McDonald's before the movie? No, I have. I've tried McDonald's, but I'm not like, yeah, let's go to McDonald's. I'm not like a mm-hmm. let's go to McDonald's person. After this move, I was like, maybe I should try McDonald's today because they kind of make you want. <laughs> they, they sold you. Was huh? <laughs> cool. Oh yeah, that movie um, was takes place not too far. I think the the setting is in like San Bernardino, California, which is I'm in San Bernardino County now. So uh, it just it opened my eyes a lot to the industry around here and just how you know. What you could do with cars, man, how cars changed the world. And, and they took advantage of just that whole culture. And uh, yeah, no, that story is dope, though. That story is c- super crazy. And it, it shows you a different side of McDonald's that you didn't. Some people didn't know about that. They were really in the real estate industry, right? And not in the in the business industry or the restaurant industry. Um, they sold service, which was uh, a similar to Amazon, which is crazy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, now they really revolutionized uh, business at the time, and that was that movie really captured it. So yeah, that's a good pick, dope pick. Yeah. yeah. What's your number four? My number four, I have uh, man, and this one, sh- this is already getting crazy. How um, did this could have been at my number one too? It's Ray, um, Jamie Foxx. Mm, okay. Okay. Jamie Foxx, uh, I mean, and I'm probably going to say this a couple times with uh, with some of the movies that are coming up. This, um, you know, it feels when you see a movie like this, it makes you feel like you always knew the story of Ray, Ray Charles. And it just puts a face to a name and a in a persona in a, in a different way, because obviously we know who Ray Charles is. We've all seen him with the, uh, you know, playing piano with with his glasses on basically but when we get to see him you know filling on uh women's wrists and um you know how he treated his bandmates and um you know the sacrifices he he did and how he revolutionized the game you know because stevie wonder i think takes a lot of a little bit of the shine because they was just both blind and didn't play piano so it's easy and and also stevie wonder started from like age nine Mm -hmm. so 
he was like on TV signed at age nine. So right, he was like a real phenomenon already outside of being blind, just being young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then where Ray Charles, you know, he had a lot more at, at that age. He was going through a lot. And we seen that through from his movie that he was just losing his eyesight and um, and he was losing his parents and, and doing things like that. So uh, I'll never forget that story in the way Jamie Foxx portrayed it. It's going to be forever etched in my mind as like a story of our ancestors. So, uh, yeah, Ray uh, would be my number four. OK, all right. We breezing right on through this. My mm-hmm. number three is a newer one. Uh, speaking of new, it is new edition. Um, mm, oh, I almost, oh, was, I almost see, forgot about that. I did look. <laughs> I just want to say it was so well done from the actual outfits or the performances to the actual moves to the actual people that kind of look and act like the, the members of the group. And um, yeah, just a lot of stuff about this movie that I really, really liked, especially being a fan and yeah, uh, it, it, it showed the ups and downs in the middle of No Edition. And, uh, I I enjoy it. If I had one nitpick, probably be part, they had three parts, of course, and part three seems a little rushed. That's probably my only gripe I got about it. Everything what happens in part three? Is that after Bobby and Whitney's in the house and all? Is it like later on that part? Well, part three, see, part three starts in 1990. It goes all the way to 2005, but like the way that they do it, it's like they could have put some of that in part two and then uh, made it move better in, in part three. But it was like 1990, 96, 2000. Yeah, yeah, okay. so, they did the yeah. super jumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I love uh, young, the young, young Bobby in that one. <laughs> Uh, that I thought he was dope, and I liked I liked all the characters, like from super young to the middle, and then um, you know we seen them continue to grow. But um, and I love Johnny Gill in that when he came in, it was like a, a dope elements. Yeah, they and, and the casting was amazing for that. So yeah, I almost forgot about that. I don't think it would have made my top five based on my list, but that is a dope ad, dope ad. Um, so at number three. I got an all-time classic, uh, and this is like the biopics of biopics. In fact, you won't even you. It's hard to even believe this is actually a true story about two people. But this is what's love got to do with it. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, Angela Bassett killing it as Tina Turner, and then we got whoever was playing Ike. We just that Lawrence was just Ike. Right. Oh, it was Lauren. Oh, look, I'm tripping. <laughs> You know what? I got Ike's real face in my head. That's why. Because he looks uh, striking as well. But yeah, it was Norris Finchburn whipping uh, Annie Mae up and down, up and down the uh, limo and in and out the studios and dragging her down the uh, the hallway and all that. Like, very hard to believe that this is a true story, but it, it it's definitely a biopic. It's one of the best movies that I saw growing up. And it's definitely, you know, it hits on all kinds of generations. The young people are going to um, well, at least from that time, the old people were sitting down watching this with the young kids, even though they was not supposed to be watching anime, getting beat up, kicking and screaming and fighting back. We wasn't supposed to be watching that. But for some reason, they thought it was OK to put us through it. And um, yeah, I, we watched this for generations and for years. And I haven't watched it recently, but it still leaves a do- crazy impact on, you know, anime, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You already know that uh, Lawrence Fishburne was putting it down in this one. 
I think even though, because a lot of people say that they don't look like each other, but I th- I still think Angela Bassett got the essence of Tina Turner. I'm sure it is. Look, <laughs> she knew how to, you know, she put in the work. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think they looked um, the same, but uh, like you said, she, she captured the essence. Same thing with Lawrence Fishburne. They do, he doesn't look like Ike at all. Um, but he had that demeanor. If you ever see a picture of Ike, he got a stone cold face and uh, Larry Fishburne definitely pulled that one off in this one. I called him by his old school name, Larry. <laughs> My number two might be shocking that it's not number one because it's number one for some people. My number two is the Jacksons and American Dream. Ah, uh, higher. Look. <laughs> you are, so you already know what it you already know it's come where it's at. It's number one on mine. But go ahead. You want to talk about it now or talk about it next? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can wait. We can wait. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll just get so to uh, my number two is uh, the Malcolm X. Malcolm X story. Uh, okay. Denzel Washington. Uh, this is prop. This might be Spike Lee's best joint uh, just because of you know the length of the film the budget i mean they was going across countries they had tons of people in those india those scenes and i think it was india or uh wherever malcolm went to to go uh find himself uh, he had tons of people in these speeches that malcolm was giving and he just had a big budget and um and so i think it reflected in you know the vastness of the film and then when you have obviously Denzel Washington, who completely transforms himself to actually become what some people would, you know, recognize as Malcolm X. Like <laughs> some people just think uh-huh. of Denzel Washington. Uh, so I think, you know, that his performance is not to be questioned at all. Um, and then, you know, Denzel, he, he's great because it shows his transformation but from Malcolm Little to Malcolm X. He's a hustler in the beginning. And, you know, Denzel does that with ease. But then he also becomes the stand-up guy, you know, the, the very intelligible man. And Denzel does that just as well. So he was the perfect casting, um, and he really carried the movie. I mean, uh, Angela Bassett is in this one as well. And so, you know, whenever it's a Spike Lee joint, he's going to come with the real. And um, man, this is just class. Everyone, everyone's parents has made them throw this, you know, they just threw it on in my area. You had to throw on watch, uh, and watch Malcolm X on a Saturday morning. Uh, everybody had that. I think it was a double tape. So I, I remember that too as well. But yeah, man, number two on my list, Malcolm X. <clears throat> the group. I'm the best thing ever happened to this damn group. Nobody's bigger than the group. Y'all ain't stupid. I'm the one selling the records. They coming to see me. They coming to see the temptations. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. What's going on, you guys? It's Gabby Neve here, and I want you all to go stream my new single, Radio. It's on all streaming platforms, so be sure to go check it out. Thank you guys so much for the love and support always. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and I'll see you later. Bye, guys! All right, so yeah, that was my number two. Uh, I mean, we you already know my number one, but we got to get into the honorable mentions first. So, uh-huh. uh, what did you got that didn't make your list? Uh, I got Bohemian Rhapsody, actually, the Queen mm-hmm. movie. That was dope. Um, it was. I will say it was. It was. It was fun. It was well done. 
some people would call it a sing-along. I don't care. I was singing along. And um, the ending was a little bit rushed, but I understand why they did it, how they did it. Um, Tyson. I, I, Ooh. Honestly, i never seen Tyson until uh, when he fought uh, Ray jo- Roy Jones. I was like, I guess the movie would just call him my name. It was like Flash, like Tyson, Tyson, Tyson. So I, I went in and watched that. So I thought that was pretty solid. I got Malcolm X on mine, too. And I got Ray. My honorable mentions, and I got Ali, or uh, move with Will Smith. That's strong. And then, too, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the last one on my list is the Bobby Brown story because I can't be biased, but Bobby Brown story is a. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Well done. Wait, is that a made for TV? Did that come out after New Edition? Yeah. Okay. Came out, same, same, same actor, but uh, about Bobby. Yeah, I think I Bobby saw. I didn't see. Kid. I don't know if I saw the whole thing, but yeah. But I like that actor as Bobby though, in general, yeah, and the when, and the young Bobby too. Yeah, I like both of them. <laughs> uh, and oh no, you brought up a great two point too with Ali, man. I mean, Will Smith did a hell of a job portraying Ali, like getting his his voice cadence down and rapping and talking, and I like the way he he really transformed for that one. So that um, definitely could have made my list. Um, some movies that I didn't realize were actually uh bio biopics or biopics uh schindler's list well obviously we know that but i didn't know it was all based on they call it a biopic i didn't know it was all based on you know real events and the same thing with um goodfellas uh obviously yeah we know these are based on real events but on the list that i i saw they were called biopics and like i never really thought of them that way but goodfellas is always like one of my top movies in general um and so it was hard not to put it on my top five, but just, you know, straight out of Compton took the number five. Uh, I had Elephant Man, uh, Aaron Brockovich, which was a crazy movie in the 90s. Recently, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's a, a biopic. Uh, you guys heard us discuss that earlier. And then, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, a, a certain group of people, I think, that don't get biopics as often as they should uh but but could are basketball players and i think it's because their height and oh hold on where are you going with this one now that we need a kobe biopic oh oh <laughs> no i thought you were gonna put michael jordan's biopic on this list i was about to say oh that. no 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 <laughs> Oh no! No, but does he? Have, he doesn't have a. Does he have a biopic? Yes, yes, he does. Oh, see, look, I haven't seen that one. It's I was gonna called, say, like, uh, it's I not called Space called, Jam, is it? <laughs> that, no, it's called Jordan. I think his is called Jordan American Dream too. I believe. Mm. I got I to take this. I got to look this one up. It's called Michael Jordan and American Hero. It's a biopic. Like it's not Jordan in it. Just like people pretending to be him, and you know. It's, it's probably trash, yeah. And that's probably why like we don't see basketball players getting biopics that often. Uh, you know, right. I would I would want to see a Kobe biopic uh one day, but it'll you know it's gonna be hella hard to one get a person that's looks tall, <laughs> um, plays basketball, because uh, they would have to be able to play and then can act. It's just very difficult. Uh what they did obviously with uh you know with Ray Allen back in the day in a Spike Lee joint. On he got game. It wasn't a it wasn't a biopic, but I and he didn't act that well either. So like, I think that kind of just proves the point that it's just hard to find basketball players that look like they can act. But I bring that up to um 
to discuss a biopic that did come out called Final Shot. Uh, It's about Hank Gathers, who passes away in an LMU game. He was like touted to go to the NBA and obviously didn't make it because he passed away. But is that what Marlon or is that a different one I'm thinking about? I think it's different. Yeah, it's this. It's not Marlon, but it's it's a guy that looks kind of like a Marlon looking haircut. And he's been in some other movies that came out in 92. He looks much older than a college student like this guy. He's a he's a mature actor playing like 16 years old. and It looks crazy. Um, it don't look right, but the movie, it taught me, you know, the hand gather story, which I would have never heard. Um, so yeah, that was one basketball biopic that was actually dope. I want to say it was a TV movie, but you guys should go check that out. If you haven't, the hand gather story called final shot He dies on the, look, I just told the, <laughs> spoiled the end. He dies on the court. Y'all look, <laughs> I, I, I think why some basketball biopics don't work is because they don't have official licensing and, when they don't have official licensing, sometimes it's just like, why even watch it? Why even do it if you can't have the official like team logos and all that? Yes. Um, Including on I, music biopics. If you don't have the official licensing, <coughs> Aaliyah, <coughs> Wendy Williams, don't do it. Just don't do it because it ain't right. It's not right to the family and it's not right for the consumers. We don't want to see that. We don't want to hear them remaking one in a million. Like, come on, one in a thousand. What is that? <laughs> I ain't never heard one in a thousand on my radio, but uh, yeah, man. So that's all the honorable mentions I pretty much had. Do you have any else? I think I we could just. Couple, I had. Let's see. I got forty-two. By the way, can't forget Chad with forty-two. Mm-hmm. I played. Oh Jackie yeah, that Robinson was and, that was dope. And I had one more, but I forgot it. So I guess we just go on. Since the, since since we already know your number one, I guess we can get on your number one, and then my number one, I guess, can be last. <clears throat> Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. I mean, since uh, you already let the cat out the bag. But yeah, number one, uh, the Jackson story, an American dream. I hope that's the is that the official title of Jackson story? The Jackson's and American dream. Yeah, The Jackson's and American dream. Probably. I mean, as far as iconic movies, this is already like in a top five somewhere. Uh, Just in top five nostalgia movies of all time for a lot of people. If. You are at all familiar uh, with watching this on TV, uh, but in in as a biopic, I mean, this is the story that everybody wants to know. And they have how many parts is how many parts is this? Three, two? It's actually two parts, but it's just um, two parts. It's just long as hell. Two, it's like six hours. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like it's like four hours. Yeah, it, on in today's standards, it probably would have been yeah three or four parts. They probably would have split it up an hour each and and cut it up week by week. Because this movie, it just gets it just piles on and piles on and piles on. It gets better as it goes, uh, and it really teaches you about all the errors of Mike. Um, you know, as he was with the Jackson five, cause there's a whole nother story of Mike outside of Jackson five, but, you know, just learning about the decades that led up to Mike before he became the, the huge solo artist um, and all the trials and tribulations that he went through and overcame coming from Gary, Indiana. I mean, it's a story that's literally etched in the fabric of America. And this movie tells it the best out of any that I've seen. I mean, I don't know if there's any other Mike, there's no other Mike movies that are compared to this one, I don't think. Oh no, that, no. that not that compared to this. I mean, we had a discussion a couple. We weeks did, ago. yeah. Brian, 
Brian, lucky he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Brian said that Flex Alexander was mm-hmm. the best Michael Jackson, which I totally disagree with. I say Willie Draper is the older Mike in this movie. I think he probably was the best Mike because he looked like him and didn't sound like him and can dance like him. Uh, Jason Weaver was good too playing little Mike, but yeah, Brian, we calling you out. Flex ain't no no good Michael Jackson. Hell no, nah, but um, I didn't know the actor's name until you guys got into that discussion on your birthday Zoom, and I, I went and looked him up. I'm like, oh yeah, duh, from American yeah, from American Dream. He's the man. Like this is this is the guy, and it's almost the same as you know, um, what what we saw with Denzel and Malcolm X, like where he almost became Mike from that era, uh-huh. era especially since Mike changed how he looked. We just, it j- now we just look at his face and we're like, that's Mike. <laughs> so uh-huh. uh, whenever you have that feeling, you already know it's a good biopic. Also, I want to say, I, I don't, I think they should at least try to do a bigger budget, a big budget newer Mike movie, and then have it end at his thirty fifth celebration or something. Since they like to end it on a performance, I think they could end it on that. But come on, don't you can't tell me Michael touring and changing his face and all that during these times, all these songs. I mean, that'd be a great biopic. But I guess you know. People it's going to be up to the it. it's going to be up to the family yeah. and the politics but yeah there's definitely I think another Mike biopic coming maybe it might not be for a long time it it'll, right. it'll come yeah it'll come I think they should, they should do it right though not like have like have not have it where they performing that you only see the stage and you, like I want it to be like actual like I want it to look like it I want to spend money on it so so yeah uh anyways though we get to to my number 1 which I'm surprised that I, I didn't hear you talk about this at all. Look, I'm gonna be yeah. mad because I probably didn't forgot. <laughs> you probably did. Is the Temptations? I mean, oh no, no, I didn't forget. No, no. Oh wow, <laughs> whatever, man. Whatever, man. Look. Nah, I loved it. I loved it, man. I loved it, but ah, it was. I don't know. It just. I didn't want to. Ah, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't want to step on your number one, but straight out of Compton, bro, it was way bigger. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. Well, uh, this movie got more with nostalgia thing. It came out in ninety eight, but uh, this movie is a classic. Everybody watched this movie. Everybody ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Like a lot of people know these lines. Like this is a, it's not even a hood classic. It's just a classic. Like this is my second favorite movie ever. (laughs) See, it's not quite there for me, but I do. It you learn the story though, because you know I'm not as big as a, a Temptation fan as you, so I didn't know the story of how they met and everything. But after watching it, it you can literally tell the whole story, um, you know, in order, and it it becomes an American tale. So I will agree that it's a hundred percent classic movie, classic story, made for TV, and they you know with multiple parts, and the casting is on point as well from not only the Temptations but. You know, the other surround now. The surround I would say the surrounding acts too were pretty dope. Like the Barry Gordys, the you know, the Supremes and to those the the surrounding acts were pretty cool. Um but yeah, no, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. I I didn't want to put it in my honorable mentions. It definitely would have been in my honorable mentions. Uh so I did think about it. But you know, I just I'm just five heartbeats kind of guy, man. You know, I'm always (laughs) I'm always there with five heartbeats and so I'm rocking. You know, we got to do that. We got to do okay. that soon. That versus. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, this movie is like a 
fantastic movie, and it's all quotable. Everybody can quote these movies. Everybody know. And uh, I just some 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 of the things is like I love this movie. I do have a little bit of great with it. Like the person that played Otis don't look like Otis, and like I think the only person that really looked like their character is David it's Ruffin, Ruffin and Leon, yeah. and yeah. then um and maybe uh Taryn Brooks that played Eddie, Eddie Kendricks. Them like two that mainly look like the people. The other people they don't look like them, but they more I guess you feel their essence. When you are a fan like me, you love the movie, but it's still upsetting, like because of what they. Otis did. definitely did not look like Otis, though. Like just the yeah, his whole not, face and the he was Otis was looking taller. Yeah, <laughs> everything. Skin color. The skin you could just look at them. The hair, uh, everything just did not really match up. <laughs> this man got the nerve to, to come to Leon and say, "I want you to play me." What? <laughs> I, I'm not gonna get there, but. Yeah, man, this man said he wanted Leon to play Otis, and knowing he looked exactly like David Ruffin's exactly. twin, almost, yeah, but dead on. I don't know. I guess with me being a, such a big fan, they could have did more on it. Uh, not more on it, but like they could have, you know, in the movie, they only talk about the main five and barely uh, the sixth one. He the sixth one was like almost bigger, if not the biggest part of the whole group. But I'm not gonna go deep into it because you know. I'm gonna be reserved. But um, y'all, thank you guys for it for tuning in, enjoying the episode. Um, Prime, any last, last, last thoughts on biopics before we get out of here? Because unfortunately, my kids is calling me; they just waiting. I just want to say, if somebody out there can make a great biopic, then do it. Look, I want to play in it. Look, I'm coming back to acting. If it's in a period piece, biopics, especially if I get to dance, sing a little bit. Look, I'm there. Call your boy. We need, a, look. <laughs> we need a prior or an Eddie or a something. Mm, so, okay. So yeah. Mm. We need one of them. Okay. Look, I want to anyway, see something crazy like Mr. T. Something wild. <laughs> oh, Rick James, then. You Ooh, want something wild? Rick, Rick James, James right there. That's there you go. Crazy. That's going to be the one. It's final word right there. All I got to say <laughs> follow us. Follow Lee Boy at Lee Boy TV mm-hmm. and Lee Boy TV.com, right? Yes, sir. All right. Follow me at KVNG Primetime. Follow the podcast at Prime Nostalgia Pie and P Nostalgia Pie. And check us out wherever you listen to your podcast on this app, especially, you know, since you're on this app or you're watching on YouTube. And Primetime is all the time. All the time, baby.